You're listening to Affected by Altitude, a Colorado Rockies podcast for and by Rockies fans on Rocky Mountain Rooftop. Thank you for joining us as we discuss all things baseball and Colorado Rockies. Hello and welcome to Affected by Altitude, a Colorado Rockies podcast on Rocky Mountain Rooftop, the proud affiliate of Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host this morning, Evan Lang, and with me as always is my cohort and partner in crime, Skylar Timmons. Good morning, Skylar. Mm -hmm. They've never caught us for the crimes we've committed. And they never will, even though we we put the evidence weekly. There's weekly evidence. All they have to do is subscribe on their favorite podcasting platform of choice or on youtube.com slash at Rocky Mountain Rooftop. That's how you do it. If you want to catch us, that's how you do it. And hey, if you want to like have a sponsorship on the show, like reach out to us. We can get you set up for that. That'd be nice. Sure. I'd be down. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Hey, people make by, people make bank from that sponsorship, Evan. Brought to you by Raycon. Ooh, we, we, we can't give away the free stuff yet, Evan. They're getting free advertising. We can't do that. About uh, what are other sponsors? Hello Fresh. No. Uh, Manscaped. Because, I, because I'm pretty sure we're we are required to say it now. Uh, we are not sponsored by any of these companies. Oh yeah. But if they wanted to, they know where to yes. get to us. But, Skylar, it's sort of the last real lull in the off season. We are less than a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Salt River Field and Talking Stick at the Colorado Rockies Complex in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, some dates to keep in mind. The first uh, pitchers and catchers workout is on the 15th. The first full squad workout is on the 20th. And then in roughly two weeks from now, uh, day of recording, uh, and the Colorado Rockies will play their first spring training game down in Arizona. So, you know, it's a tough week because there's there's really not a whole lot going on. We've had yeah. some, you know, across the league, we've had some arbitration cases um, get settled. Um, we've had some folks avoid arbitration, the Rangers and Adolis Garcia, the Reds and Jonathan India. But here in uh, Rocky's country, not a whole lot happening. Yeah, that's kind of been the story this whole off season. It's just kind of like, eh, maybe some stuff will pop up here and there. But it's like at this point in the year, we all expected, I think, a pretty slow off season. And it's kind of like it was last year. The Rockies moved quickly early in the off season, making trades and all that stuff. And then there's just been the scattering of minor league deals, one of which we'll talk about a little bit. And other than that, it's well, maybe some little trades here, some some deals here and there, some extensions maybe. And then I think maybe once, I think a lot more movement starts to happen during spring training, and which I think will be the case here as injuries pop up and all that other stuff. So, but right now, before the, it's the calm before the storm. Who knows? Maybe Bud Black will get his annual extension this coming week. Once pitchers and catchers report, heaven forbid. Uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah, it's just kind of twiddling our thumbs, wondering like, well, what's next? 
Pretty much. And one of the main things that people are wondering is the television situation, because we've now seen the TV situations get resolved for pretty much all the other teams that had uh, concerns throughout the offseason, the the Valley Sports folks and the the what do you call the Diamond Sports Network or networks or whatever they are. Yeah. And we've got some trickles here and there for the Rockies, but there hasn't there is yet to be a formal announcement of anything, which is a little weird considering just how close we are to spring training where there are supposed to be televised games. So we're basically going to go over what we know at this point. Um, multiple articles have confirmed um, across various sources, including uh, Evan Drellich at The Athletic, that the Rockies will be on MLB TV this year, that the Rockies will have their broadcasting taken care of by Major League Baseball. Um, what we found out at Rockies Fest a couple weeks ago was that they were close to having a situation ready to announce, but now it's been a couple weeks and we've still not mm. really heard anything from the team, though we did get a couple um, couple bits of information Um allegedly the entire broadcast crew from previous seasons is returning. So that would be Drew Goodman, Jeff Houston, Jenny Kavnar, uh, Corey Sullivan, and Ryan Spielborgs. The question is in what format that will happen. Um, and the finer details on MLB TV stuff. Um, in the past, it was MLB TV. Uh, last season for it was the Padres and the Diamondbacks. It was you paid 20 bucks a month and you had blackout free access to uh, your team's games on MLB TV. We don't know if that is going to be the case for the Rockies. And the big question is if there is going to be a local broadcast partner or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's the, the big one. Because I think MLB in general... I think they are starting to try to kick the tires on getting rid of blackouts in general, making it more accessible because that's the one thing they hear from fans the most is get rid of these stupid blackouts. And so I think they're slowly wanting to work towards a package like that. Uh, but I think the local thing, because there's also been you no know, some rumors out there that, Oh, well, it'll just, if you have, it'll show up on MLB network. So you'll be sitting there watching MLB now or, I hope you're not watching uh, hot or not hot stove. That's a good show. Whatever Christopher Russo's is high heat. If hopefully if you're watching that, it gets interrupted. But uh, sitting there the watching Mad MLB. Dog. You know the Yankees are the best team ever. And welcome to the Rockies baseball broadcast. Oh, that was the acceptable time, Evan, to uh, make that transition. Very much so. <laughs> but uh, so it'd pop up there on your regional. MLB Network channel, which would be huge for a lot of people that still have cable or access to MLB Network, because I think that's the thing what people really subscribe to cable for anymore, really, is to get sports channels, and even that's a different package that like ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers are putting together a package for sports that'll come out eventually. It's almost like we're getting back to paying for cable, Evan. Yeah, it's like this whole thing that they announced where it's like ESPN and 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 Disney and Warner Brothers and all these people they're going to have they're going to work together and have one big sports package. It's like I'm pretty sure that was called cable. Yep, for all the streaming issues ruined it. Hey, and everything's got ads. Pay more for ad-free. But uh that's a 
off topic, <laughs> but what would be nice is if there was an over the air option for local people in Denver exactly, or, or some other, you know, easy way to access it where if you don't have an MLB TV subscription or you don't want to pay that 20 bucks a month, you can still watch the Rockies in at least some capacity. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope that they are moving towards at least shifting towards a more blackout free yeah. option. Uh, Rob Manfred the other day said that they were working on getting at least 15 teams into a specific MLB TV package mm-hmm. um, with the target of like 2025 or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, that would be the, the ideal situation because MLB TV is not perfect because, yeah, you can watch the games, but only if you're in a specific area, you can't watch your own team unless they're specifically broadcasting through MLB and you pay for that, that blackout free package. It's just kind of a mess. And, yeah. you know, you think about people in like Nevada or whoever who can't watch most of the teams that surround them because they're all in that blackout zone. Yeah, you can see there's other sports teams. No, I think like the Jazz, the Utah Jazz have their own specific streaming option. I think it's called Jazz Plus because, hey, if you're going to make a streaming service, just put plus at the end of your name. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Disney. Um, Don't come after us. (laughs) But I think there's things like you can pay for the entire thing or you can pay like for specific games. I think that's been like an option float around in those types of packages. Which is also like a good option, especially when it comes to baseball, when, you know, there's a game every day, you're not always going to be able to watch every day. So maybe you can, I don't know, that'd get a little more messy. It's better to just buy it in bulk, but no, it's nice to know that there's at least a more readily access, accessible option. Yeah, getting that local TV thing is going to be the most important. Yeah, for, even if hoping. it's for like the Denver metro area, or that northern, closer to Denver area, because honestly, I don't think we'd get it down here. Maybe, well, who knows? But, I'm just hoping that they actually announce something sooner rather yeah. than later. I think if they start spring training and nothing is announced yet, there's that's a problem. And I think that's the deadline is once catchers and pitcher pitchers and catchers report. That's like okay official day of the season we're gonna make an announcement which i think they'll they'll do they usually do that with again like i joked about earlier bud black's extension happened both years on the once spring training starts officially so i I think once that gets rolling then they'll start you know don't want to count the chickens before they hatch so yeah they're they're it'll come sooner rather it'll it'll come soon because i think they said they wanted to record or broadcast most of those spring training games. So, and then all 162 MLB games during the regular season. So especially because, you know, spring training is a great time to work the kinks out when it comes to getting that broadcast stuff set up. Yeah. And it it would be nice because we haven't had this in years past where, you know, they would only broadcast just a handful of spring training games. Yeah. And I think this time around it would be, they do a little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, most of them are on the radio and that's that's fine. But it'd be nice to be able to watch the bulk of those spring training games for once instead of like, oh, you'll get this one. And then two weeks later, you'll get a couple. And then where we have to rely on like (laughs) Thomas Harding doing his best job 
doing his trying his best to get good shots from his phone taking, taking videos with his cell phone yeah from the booth like we, we want a little bit more than that or heaven forbid we have to rely on another team's broadcast crew <laughs> where they yeah. just they like it's already hard in spring training when it's like you know your guys don't necessarily know who's out there, but it's even worse when you're watching the opposing team's broadcast and they just have no idea who any of these people are. Yeah, and then they just talk about Nolan Arenado and altitude and like elevation the entire time. Coors Field. Well, you know, they hit so well at Coors Field. It's just a hitter's paradise. We've been spending most of our lives living in a hitter's paradise, and what's it gotten us? <laughs> I prefer living in an Amish paradise. Hitching up the buggy, churning lots of butter. Mm -hmm. Raised a barn on Monday. Soon I'll raise another. Mm -hmm. But speaking of spring training, we'll go ahead and roll into our next topic. It's a re relatively short topic, but worth addressing. Uh, the Rockies have signed center fielder uh, Bradley Zimmer, formerly of the Cleveland Guardians, as well as the uh, what, Phillies and Blue Jays in 2022 to a minor league contract with a spring training invite. Uh, Zimmer is a left-handed hitter who can play all of the outfield positions, so it's seeming like it's pretty darn likely that Zimmer is going to be competing for that fourth outfielder job, that backup outfielder job in spring training. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on the signing? Eh. <laughs> That's what you can describe a lot of moves by the Rockies. Just meh. Now, this, th that goal was specifically they wanted somebody that could play center field behind Brenton Doyle. And them handcuffing themselves like, we want a left-hander was kind of unnecessary. But I can understand the reasoning behind it because they just like to have that diversity of bats because they're very right-handed, heavy outfield with Brenton Doyle. And then, you know, there's Bouchard, Goodman, you know, Chris Bryant, technically, and you know, Michael Tolia, even kind of, of right-handed out hitting outfielders. So it's understandable that they wanted to get a left-hander, but Zimmer is strictly a glove first. He's Jackie Bradley Jr., or he's discount Brenton Doyle that's left-handed that can't hit at all. And he's a good defender. He's, well, he's going to be turning 32 here pretty soon, or he's 31, 32. Still a good outfielder. Has some good range. Has typically you know, done well in the outfield, but he's strictly a glove-first player. Now, when, you, when I'm looking at constructing a bench... I need my bench guys to be able to contribute at least something. And he hasn't hit at all in his career. And he had one good season. And even then, it's just been downhill where he strikes out a lot. You know, he can make contact a little bit, but it doesn't do anything. Doesn't have much power. Yeah. So there's just a nothing. He might as well just not go up there with a bat in his hands. He's only had, uh, in his entire career, he's only had double-digit extra bases once or, or no that's not true i'm sorry double digit home runs once he's only had uh double digit extra bases three times it looks like mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which would be his rookie season in 2017 and then in 2021 and no only twice 2021 mm -hmm. he had uh nine doubles a triple and eight home runs <laughs> like um and that's his career high for single season home runs mm -hmm. his career high for rbi is 39 set in 2017 
his career high for batting average came in his rookie season. It's only 241. His highest on base percentage was 360 and came in 2020. He's only been above 300 for on base percentage three times in his entire career. He's not a good hitter. Mm-hmm. He's a, I would go out of my way to say, in fact, that he is a terrible hitter. Yeah, his, um, his career just hasn't panned out. You know, a former top prospect and a lot of promise and showed some promise. Like, oh, he's rookie. There's some promise there. And it just hasn't developed on the offensive side of things. That, Like I said, the glove is good. A decent outfielder. You won't have any problems. He can patrol center field if needs be. But that bat is just a whole lot of nothing where it's like, oh, I hope Brenton Doyle never gets injured and never takes a day off because I'll take that bat yeah. over Bradley it's, Zimmers right now. His career uh, line in six major league seasons is 213, 298, 333. Mm-hmm. Um, worth only 71 uh, career OPS plus. He strikes out a lot. Um, he's got a career strikeout rate of like 34%. He does not draw a lot of walks. He does not get on base. He is basically the dark future of Brenton Doyle if Brenton Doyle cannot <laughs> get his bat to major league average. Maybe that's why they're bringing him in. It's, it's a warning to this Brenton Doyle. You. It's going to happen to you unless you change, which Brenton Doyle is showing signs of changing. But yeah. and, and, I, and I would argue um, Brent Doyle has shown that he is a phenomenal defensive center fielder. Uh, Zimmer is Zimmer is good. Like yeah. he, he has a good glove, um, but I would generally describe his overall defense and center field as adequate, solid, mm-hmm. cromulent. One of many words that all means the same thing. Like he is not going to be he's not a starter i think he's shown that he was completely out of major league baseball last season in 2023 and his bat continued to just be absolutely awful um in the dodgers and red sox organizations playing at the triple a level and the thing that i wrote about this last week is that on its head this signing is fine and him being on the roster is fine if he is not getting a lot of playing time. Like yeah. if we repeat the sins of Jerkson Profar and Mike Moustakis and Harold Castro, this is going to be a real problem. Yeah. And I don't think they will with Zimmer just because like you said, there's a track record. The dude's not hitting and he's not going to magically start hitting again. Working with the Rockies getting full-time season of thing. He's had his chances, where he's now in that role of, okay, I'm just going to be an extra guy on the bench. And I know, Matt, why not just have Vladimir Restituyo or Yankeel Fernandez or somebody else on the bench instead of him, a prospect? The Rockies' sentiment is they don't want prospects or a lot of these younger prospects rotting away on the bench. And it's kind of hypocritical because they do it with some other (laughs) prospects. But I think they're trying to learn their lessons a little bit where some of these guys that they don't view where they view them as starters in the future they don't want them rotting away on the bench yes, and so much rather have them consistently getting at bats down in hartford or albuquerque exactly instead of just sitting for weeks at a time and if now, they've actually learned that lesson then great yeah and you know is bradley zimmer the best option 
Probably not. No, there's probably some other you know, veteran type of player that you could get that could handle center field. But as far as like gloves go, just like a glove first pair, I think no Zimmer's probably their best option on a cheap deal. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't cost much, low risk. If somebody else starts popping off, you know, down there in spring training or in early in the season and he's just doing nothing still, that opens up a, a space for him. But Zimmer is not the answer. He's not going to be a major league starter. It's not guaranteed he's going to make the roster. Still, he's it's they've made moves like this in the past, like Michael Saunders got a spring training invite, didn't make the team. So it is possible, Evan, that they have this minor league deal of a veteran and he doesn't make the team. It's it's, it's possible. Tough. It's tough to feel that way, though, just because in recent history, especially with last year, where basically the moment they signed Mike Moustakis and the moment they signed Harold Castro to those minor league deals, we were like, yeah, those guys are going to be on the team. And and, but we and right. the, the main thing, though, for them is they had track record behind them. So, like, Harold Castro did have a good year before he came to the Rockies and brought some defensive versatility that was helpful. And it it made sense that he was going to make the team. Same with them going out and signing Jerks and Profar. It made sense that they would go after him. Mike Moustakis was a surprise, but it made sense. Like, oh, here's another veteran bat they can add to the bench, bring some you know, backup first or third base. And they had pedigree of success. Zimmer doesn't have that. Hasn't hit. Really is only good for a glove. His speed is negated by the fact he can't either hit the ball or get on base. So he he's worth a look in spring training. And with the way minor league baseball now is, their rosters are contracted even more. Where there's what like a this is the first year of 160 something players in season on the minor league roster. So that's going to impact okay can we even afford to keep do we want to keep a veteran around in triple a with maybe wanting to use him but it means we have to cut off cut so and so down in fresno type of thing so it's there's a lot more ramifications i think that we'll see in spring training of how rosters work out how minor league contracts and invites work out with veterans baseball is a weird mess behind the scenes Definitely. I had, a, I had a dream that we uh, signed David Dahl to a minor league contract with a spring training invite. Did he immediately break his ankle? He did not. Oh. Didn't didn't get that far. <laughs> didn't strain his wrist signing the contract? Poor guy. Couldn't stay yeah. healthy. Love him, to, love him to death, but his injury history is just so rough. Though, honestly, though, like a bench fourth outfielder ro- role wouldn't be the worst for him trying but, to sort of break back in but we get the you fall in that same situation of just the bats not there anymore yeah and i would say zimmer's a better outfielder yeah so. it's it's tough but you know we'll see how that all shakes out um if zimmer does make the cut then you know you just gotta hope that he doesn't get as much playing time as uh you know as he could just because the the whole point is that we have a starting center fielder now. We have a starting left fielder now. And you wouldn't want to start this guy in right field because he just doesn't have the bat for it. But we will see, uh, you know, we'll see where it takes us. For now, we are going to take a quick break. So don't go anywhere and we will be right back. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Affected by Altitude. I am Evan. That is Skyler. And we are talking Colorado Rockies baseball. Uh, in the first half, we talked a little bit about the TV situation and we made fun of how uh, everything is plus nowadays. And here in the second half, we're going to talk a little bit more about TV. And probably the big announcement of the last week is that um, the uh, the Boston Red Sox are going to be the first participant in a Hard Knocks-style baseball documentary series uh, done by Major League Baseball, where if you, if you don't know Hard Knocks, it is the um, sort of preseason documentary series done by the NFL, where, you know, the cameras are in the locker room and in preseason and all of the, at, at practice and everything. Sort of an all-access look into a team. And Major League Baseball is going with the Boston Red Sox for that. And I hope this works out because it could be really interesting. And I'm always down for more baseball content. Yeah, it's Netflix is always doing weird things. And it's they're going all in on a lot of sports documentaries I've been noticing lately. There's like the ones about quarterbacks and it's always a bunch of soccer ones. Formula One racing practically lives on Netflix. NASCAR's got a show now so they're going in on that sports world and making that transition to a in-depth baseball thing because we talked about this earlier in the off season you know of, of how cool it would be to have more you know in-depth things you know, behind it was behind the Shohei Otani stuff so the logistics though of following a Red Sox team through the course of the entire season is going to be interesting because it won't premiere in 2025, which is the bad part. You're like, eh, so far away. But it'll be interesting to see kind of that more in-depth look behind. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised what happens in Major League Baseball. <laughs> in clubhouses and just how team dynamics. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, my one complaint is, why does it have to be the Red Sox? I understand yeah. why, but I'm like, why the Red Sox? I actually don't understand why. Um, honestly, if I was Major League Baseball, I would have tried to pressure the Dodgers into it. They might the have. Dodgers but... are the big name with Shohei Otani and, and Yoshinobu Yamamoto and all and, these other guys. And that would be the reason why they don't, because Otani, I don't think, would want that. Like, There's no chance Otani would want that. He barely even talked to the media when he was in los angeles a very private individual so i think if they, they probably did try and the dot and the red sox were the ones that are like yeah let's do it where i could see everybody else especially the dodgers like eh, no because i think that's the big thing where organizations are a lot more private they want to pull their cards close to the chest in baseball they don't want to show their hand or you know show off their secrets to to any of the other teams but Red Sox or last place team in the American League East, what do they have to lose? But. Yeah, it's. I get it. I do. Um, 
I'm just also thinking about like, man, that's walking away from a lot of uh, money from Japan of Japanese baseball fans who would watch that and then potentially give more money to Major League Baseball because we've seen how insanely popular baseball is in Japan. Um, you know, they're getting more eyes on screen during things like the World Baseball Classic than we get on the Super Bowl here in the United States. So it's I feel like they probably would have pushed a little bit harder, but I don't think the Red Sox are necessarily a bad choice. They're a popular team with a lot of history. They're in a yeah. they're in an interesting year. The question is, would you watch one of these about the Rockies? Yes. And that's part of the, the segment is, is put on our producer hats, Evan. And if we have any other ideas for not necessarily a Rockies hard knock show, but like other versions of a show concerning the Rockies would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I would, I think anybody would love to just g g get behind the, the curtain, see the wizard that is the Rockies and just unravel that mystery, have a documentary crew come in and just capture it would just be amazing. I would hope that it would just basically be like a live action version, like a real life version of the office. I don't think we're that lucky. <laughs> we're not, the team's not run by Michael Scott. I mean, is it a good thing or a bad thing? The teams that run by Michael Scott, granted, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to put myself on blast. I don't like the office. Mm, welcome to the final episode of Affected by Altitude. I've tried. I've tried to watch it multiple times. It is just, it's not for me. There are bits of it that I like. There are bits of it that I think are very funny, but it's not a show that I want to just sit down and watch. Yeah, I can understand that. It's one of those, put it on in the background. Uh, I also do not really care for the show Friends. Same here. Most un the least funny show I've ever seen. And they're all just, I mean, uh, roll up. It's not Big Bang Theory. But I just, I, I don't like Friends and I don't like The Office. <clears throat> but would but, you like The Rockies Office? We can call it The Front Office. I don't know. Depends. How funny can Bill Schmidt be? Oh, it would be very dry. It'd be like watching C-SPAN. Who is the practical joker of the Rockies front office? I don't know. Probably Vinny. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be a pretty good shot. Is Vinny rolling up in his purple sports car? Mm -hmm. Leaning out the window with big sunglasses on? <laughs> pretty much. But there is, there is an opportunity for, you know, if the Rockies, we, we talked about in the first half how, like, the Jazz and the Vegas Golden Knights, they have their own little platforms where you can watch their content. And, you know, if the Rockies had a platform, obviously it would be called Monfort Plus. Mm-hmm. So More Monfort would, all the time. What would we get streaming on Monfort Plus? And I think there's... If, before we get to like the the goofs on it, I think there are a lot of there's a lot of opportunity for good Rockies content. Obviously, you'd have the club, which I would love to return. I don't know what the future of that show is right now, but I yeah. I always watched the club after the Sunday games. I thought it was great. Um, so hopefully we get that back at some point. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Or Rockies All Access, as it used to be called, and whatever. 
yeah, more of that behind the scenes to get in-depth stories and stuff with the players and their travels throughout the season. I think that's what the club was for is it would be that documentary style throughout the season. Oh, they were in Kansas City this week and they went to the uh, Negro Leagues Baseball Hall of Fame museum and they went there. And like, that's really cool. I like seeing that. And the experience players had there would be awesome. And so yeah. just you know those type of you know, mini shows and clips to have you know, really accessible because you can only find the club. You can only find it on AT&T Sportsnet channel. And like, I liked watching, but I don't have cable, so I couldn't watch them. And now it's potentially gone forever if this yeah. doesn't get sorted out. And that's that's a real shame. One of my favorite um, bits of the club from last season was they sort of followed Ryan McMahon around early spring training as people were starting to show up and showed like, you know, him working with Hensley Mullins and and you know playing pickleball with some of the other guys and and you know talking to people in the clubhouse, his his weight routine and training regimen and stuff like that. That stuff is really interesting. And for the hardcore baseball ba- baseball fans, there's an audience for that on any team. Yeah. And I think without the club, Rockies fans are really going to be missing that sort of all access. And, you know, of course it was limited. So, you know, all access and big quotation marks. But I think Rockies fans are really going to be missing that sort of look into the clubhouse, look into the inner workings of the team that they're not really going to get this year as far as I am aware. Yeah. It's player access and connection is the name of the game. And anything they can do to build that up that club access would be phenomenal um yeah that would be really good to make sure it comes back in some format to have inside that mlb showcase thing or at least in the future if not this year but once they settle some more things out Something I would really like on Montford Plus, the official streaming platform of the Colorado Rockies, it's all Montford all the time, would be a um, a show or, or, or a miniseries or something that follows uh, Todd Helton and or Clint Hurdle when they go out to the minor league affiliates. Yeah. I really want to know, and I think other fans would say the same, of you know, what Todd is telling these guys, what Clint is telling these guys, what they work with when they're out there. Mm-hmm. Like a, and even them, just like a prospect report type show, you know, a prospect roundup, kind of like the Pebble Report in a way to just go around, talk with the you know, top prospects and check out the minor league affiliates. And I think just building a cohesive connection, but yeah, having Clint Hurdle and Todd Helton kind of as that focal pointer, like, Scott Oberg, follow him around type of thing. Yeah. Oh, or Tony Walter is now at the Arizona Complex League. Mm-hmm. But I also think it would be good to provide Rockies fans with more of an insight and more of an introduction to these guys in the farm system. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of fans out there, you're more casual baseball fans who don't really know a lot about the farm system of their team. Like they may know a couple of the top prospects, but you're not going to know you know, your top, all of your top 30 guys, or you're not necessarily going to know what's going on down in Spokane, you know, on any given, any given day. Mm. And I think that would be a cool way to get Rockies fans more interested in the farm system because minor league baseball is great. Mm -hmm. 
It, if you're going to sell people on your vision of this rebuild or whatever they're calling it, in order to sell people on that, you need to show them the products. And you know, they'll do that in spring training, but even throughout the season, you need to know what what did Zach Veen do tonight? Oh, what's Sterling Thompson doing? How did Adel Amador do? Type of thing. Oh, Chase Dolander, what did he throw six shutout innings tonight? What did he do? Type of thing. So build that connection. You got to sell your product. Sell your product of the future. Especially because, um, you know, Renee touched on this a little bit in her um, in her article from this week, talking about the prospects panel at Rockies Fest. I talked about it a little bit when I was doing my Rockies Fest recap. Some of these guys are, you know, surprisingly for how young they are and how how hard they're working. They're they're really charismatic they're really interesting Jaden hill is a fascinating individual sterling thompson is really really confident it's i think they could you know you give them a chance to to show who they are to the fans mm-hmm. you know before they come up to the rockies big league team and then when that happens you can go wait a minute i know that guy i saw him on tv mm-hmm and you'll be a little bit more invested when he makes his debut. Yeah. The people that live in the minor league cities, live where the affiliates are, they are all in on those players. And once they get to the big leagues, they are all in on those players for the big league team. Now, there's a special connection that the players and the fans in those cities have with one another because, well, the, the guys are getting the highlight on them. They're signing autographs for little kids, you know, before and after games, connecting with the fans. And that sometimes goes away once they get to the big leagues. So you have to build that foundation in the minors with fans. Yeah. And Think about Winton Bernard. Winton mm-hmm. Bernard, for all of the time he spent in Albuquerque, was wildly popular. They adored him down there. And when he got up to the big leagues, yeah, it was an interesting story, but your average everyday fan didn't really know much about it. And the Rockies did a good job of sort of explaining, you know, what was going on with him and introducing him on the television broadcast, which was great. But, you know, it's it's not the same level of connection. A guy I think about who probably most Rockies fans don't even remember at this point was Rio Ruiz. <laughs> Rio was a another fan favorite down in Albuquerque. And when he got to the Rockies, you know, I, I was all in, I loved Rio, but you know, the, the average fan didn't, or even looking back at, does anyone, do you remember Skyler, a outfielder from the early two thousands by the name of Mark Little? Mm, Yes. Because of every Rocky ever. I loved Mark Little. Uh, I thought he was the greatest as a kid, but where he really shined and I was talking with um, one of the folks down with the isotopes about this is when he played for the Albuquerque isotopes, this was long before they were the Rockies affiliate. They loved him down there. And I think that's, what's so great about minor league baseball is how, how much love these guys who aren't necessarily big league stars get from that, from that city, from that fan base. So you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More access would be good stuff. What would you pitch to Monfort Plus? Oh, this is where we go down the rabbit hole, Evan. Um, I've said this before, but I would specifically hire Nathan Fielder to make a show, a Rockies-specific season of Nathan for You, where he's just trying to help the Rockies in his Nathan Fielder way throughout the season. It would be the cringiest, 
uncomfortable, most hilarious thing ever seen on television. What about Rocky's game shows? So at Rocky's Fest, they do Rocky's Family Feud. What if you had a weekly Rocky's game show? Hmm. Like this week, we've got Charlie Blackman and Alan Trejo and Kyle Freeland, and they're playing Wheel of Fortune. Mm. Or Jeopardy. Eh. It, it depends I, on the game, the game I show did, format. I'd enjoy it. I'd enjoy that a lot, honestly. Um, I would specifically bring back the Spill the Beans with Ryan Spielborg's, his parody of Between Two Ferns. There's You can find clips of it on YouTube, hilariously cringy, in his Spielborg's way. Uh, I would bring that back. That would be wonderful. Uh, I think a huge thing would you would need to have the complete archives of all of those old Colorado Rockies commercials. Mm-hmm. And, and make, make new, some ones. new ones. I would, we get we get some of them, but they're not like from the Rockies, like the uh, the Rock Your Routine ads with Charlie Blackman. Yeah, yeah. I actually really I think those are fun. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, a couple of years ago, there was. Um, oh, gosh, who was it? It was it was UC Health ad where over at uh, Ball Arena, it was Gabe Landis Cog and I think it was Gary Harris were roommates. And then occasionally Charlie Blackman came over and was the third roommate. Those were good. <laughs> I was watching uh, the Pitching Ninja posting ones from Old Mariners commercials and it was Jamie Moyer's fastball and changeup. <laughs> and he's hitting 99. And like, is that nine miles an hour? No, kilometers. He brought it over from France. <laughs> Throws the fastball. He's like, ooh, la, la. And then his changeup, which is just like Bugs Bunny, just slowly moving through the air and strikes the guy out. Like, I want more of those Rockies commercials back because, man, they can be so funny. And it, it lets the players show off a little bit of their personalities. Yeah. Have fun with it. And I think that's that's the key. But we'll see if we ever get Montford Plus or any sort of extra <laughs> Rockies content. Uh, we get a Bachelor type show. Where it's prospects trying to get the attention of Bud Black so they can get playing time. <laughs> what does he give them instead of a rose? A bag of sunflower seeds? I'm sure. He could still give them a rose. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I'm sorry. This week, you are not getting a rose. You're going back just... to AAA. <laughs> oh, what is that? There's this new, I don't know if it's new anymore, but there's this really just horrible looking reality show called like the farmer needs a wife or something. Oh uh, yeah. I've heard about that. <laughs> Let's do that. Rockies need a pitcher. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've gone backwards as a species. <laughs> we'll just bring back flavor Flav and he can do a dating show again. What was it called? Flavor, Flavor of, of Love. love. <laughs> oh, MTV and VH1. I remember when they used to play music videos. Now it's nothing uh, but ridiculousness. When I was when I was a kid, they were already getting away from that, but they at least had things like I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s. Yeah. Those Good were stuff. fun. Hey, before we move on for to our final thing, uh, just some like basic history type, like history documentary type things. Yeah. And just historical shows because i'm a sucker for those sure you can do interviews a, from the past like, and you could do like a season after season documentary style like yeah ken burns get ken burns to do it 
Ken Burns Rockies baseball yes. this week, 1993. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Get get some yeah, get some of the older players that you don't really get a lot of um, mm-hmm. get a lot of visits to Coors Field. Get Charlie Hayes. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Uh, or we could have also like a I want I don't want to say Jerry Springer type show, but something of that where no. Jeff Breidich is there sitting on stage, and then who comes in? It's Nolan Arenado! And he comes and they, in, and then, yeah, they and start... They fight. They start fighting it out there on stage, and people are... <laughs> I don't know and who's then, hosting it, but... And then who comes in after Nolan? It's Troy Tulowitzki! <laughs> that would be pretty good. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. What about uh, Maury? You are not the father. Yeah. <laughs> Or Dr. Phil. We can get Dr. Phil. I'm, I think he's retiring sometime soon, so he can come over and do some reconciliation of Jeff Radich. You have hurt these three individuals. And then you have Nolan and Tulo and Ubaldo there on stage. They're like, your actions have harmed these three men. And then they, like, you. And then they all hug at the end, and it's really nice, and we, we cry. And then you bring somebody uh-huh. out who's afraid of a jar of pickles. That would be fun. Learning the, all the uh, the various phobias of Rockies players. Mm-hmm. Hire us, Hollywood. We have ideas in these big, beautiful brains of ours that are slightly originals or alterations. I mean, yeah, none of uh, none of them are original. Like, but that's okay because nothing in Hollywood is original anymore. Yeah, we're rebooting Transformers for the ninety fifth time, but this time it's about. Ironhide. And? He goes to Palm Beach. Go on. (laughs) And meets a spunky teenage computer programmer who wants to learn how to be tough. Instant $500 million budget. Go nuts. Neat. (laughs) well that's gonna do it for this segment we're gonna take another break and uh see what stupid thing we come up with right after this welcome back to affected by altitude with evan and skyler i'm skyler that's evan and today we do have another stupid thing for you it's not actually stupid though I don't know. Maybe you'll find it stupid, but you know, as we as we cruise into the uh, the final part of this off season before spring training, you know, it's there's really not a lot going on. So I wanted to think of something fun that we could do to sort of round out our show this week. And um, one of the folks on my uh, Rockies Discord server that I run uh, posted this, and you basically, I will bring it up on screen. Yeah, this is a special treat for the video viewers. You can see the thing brought up. But we'll, t- we'll talk about what's going on to our uh, audio listeners as well. So I have right now showing on the screen a spin wheel that has all 30 Major League Baseball teams on it. And what the goal of this game is to do, and this was brought to me by one of my users on my Discord server, is that you spin the wheel and then you pick the best available player that you can at that position from that team to fill out a roster. So you have your basic nine-man lineup, though we're not differentiating specific outfielders. Um, We can, 
but it's not a necessity. A designated hitter, um, the designated hitter can be any player who hits on a team. Uh, and then a rotation, so you'd pick a team versus an individual and a bullpen where you would do the same thing. The rules of this are basically they have to be players that are on a major league deal. That does include international signings. You cannot include prospects that have not played or made their major league debut yet. Hmm. So no Jackson so, Holiday. Yes, Jackson Holiday has not made his big league debut, therefore he is not eligible for this list at this time. They have to be active players on a 26 or 40 man roster who have made their big league debut. Mm. Um, for example, I did this before the show as a test run. I got um, a roster with Shea Langoliers at catcher, Pete Alonso at first base, Andy Ibanez at second, Nolan Arenado at third, Bo Bichette at short, a outfield of Lars Newtbar, Jaron Duran, and Brent Rooker, and my designated hitch, uh, hitter, Spencer Torkelson. My starting rotation was the Baltimore Orioles, and my bullpen was the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hmm. Skylar, does that all make sense to you? Yes, I'm also just noticing that this uh, wheel did not get spell-checked by whoever made it. Uh, the Detriot Tigers. The, the Seattle Marineris. That's how it's spelled. It, that's correct. Marineris, Detriot, the Los Angeles Angles. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So for for our video, our video <laughs> watchers, I did not make this wheel. The San Francisco Giants. <laughs> now I'm just looking for all the spelling. The fillet, the Philadelphia, <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> You can tell we're writers and, and editors just noticing all the... Well, there's not many, but there's a couple. They spelled Cincinnati correctly. And I don't really struggle to spell a lot of things. Cincinnati is one I always yeah. get wrong. It's remembering where the two ends go. Yes. Anyways. All right. I, is I'm there done. any, I'm any other stipulations... So my question for you, Skylar, is like, do you want to do a full starting rotation or do you just want to do the rule where you pick you, a team and yeah, you just have take their team? Um, not really any other stipulations other than that. It's just best team you can possibly make. Correct. Um, so for each team you get, say, if you land on the Los Angeles Angels first, you're going to pick a player who you can put in. But you have to match their position. So you can't have like Shohei Otani playing first base. Mm -hmm. It's so if you've already drafted a first baseman and you land on a team with a really good first baseman, you're kind of SOL. Also, uh, Otani is not a pitcher in this. So if you land on the Dodgers, you're not getting Otani as a pitcher. Yep, he is a designated hitter. Mm -hmm. Neat. I have my baseball reference up just in case so I can remember, guys. All righty. I am going to spin that wheel. Come on in, Pat Sajak. Oh, dang. He's retiring from Wheel of Fortune. So our first team is the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, so we're both drafting from this team? Or is it just you? I thought we would do a combined effort. Oh, I thought we were just doing separate ones. Oh, I do want to do separate ones. Yeah. All right. Well, then. Because I, I thought that was the point of drafting. See who's is better. 
Well, then who's going first? Uh, you can. Oh, great. Then I have to start with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh... Roster that has changed quite a bit. <laughs> yes, a roster that has changed quite a bit. Oh, this is a this is a rough one to have be where we can one. we can both select from this from the team when it spins so it's a little quicker it's like we both pick a brewer at this point oh man this is this is hard because honestly i uh i don't think their roster is very good <laughs> and i would have probably picked their rotation but now they've if they hadn't trained everybody away guys <laughs> um all righties for from the milwaukee brewers i choose uh god this is awful uh outfielder christian yelich mm, he can be your dh or one of your outfield spots i will put him in an outfield spot i think he's mostly left fielder now isn't he yes um so throw him in left field Christian and then Yelich. do you want me to spin for you? No, we can both take it from the same team. Uh, I'm okay. going to take uh, their catcher, William Contreras. Okay. That is a solid pick. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's not much else going on for them. Maybe, yeah, their, a... maybe their bullpen would have been like the other option. But even then, you're like, there's still question marks there. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one to land on first. Reese Though Hoskins in, would have been a good pick too, first base. Is he officially a brewer now? Uh, yes. Alrighty. Uh round two, here we go. No. Oh Hooray! <laughs> it stuttered a little bit and it looked like we had landed on Oakland because so when I did my practice draft for this, I got the Oakland Athletics twice and it was rough. Uh for the Houston Astros, obviously I am going to take Jordan Alvarez as my designated hitter. You dirtbag. Oh, you know what? Should we make it fair and should we snake it? No, that's fine. All right. Well, then I'm picking Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, that's fine. Um, for me, ooh, ah, um, oh, man, there's a lot of options. Who do I want to take? You'd probably you know even be okay picking them as your starting rotation. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Eh, you know what? I'm going to take Jose Altuve as my second baseman. It's a solid choice. Just sign that big extension. That should keep him as a Houston Astro for life. So congratulations to Astros fans. Mm-hmm. All righty. If only he hadn't helped cheat that one year. Yeah. Years. He was, before that, he was literally one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll still be happy for the fans. It's not their fault. Still a very good player, aside yes. from that little smidgen thingy. Well, that, that was the thing is that they didn't even really need to cheat that year. The, the 2017 Astros were really good as were the 2018 and 2019. And anyways, spin that wheel. Drop my pen. The, the Orioles. Orioles. Nice. Do you want to go first this time? Uh, yeah, I guess. 
Um, oh man, the Orioles also have a lot of choices. You know what? I'm taking the Orioles bullpen. I think that's a pretty solid choice. Um, yeah, we don't. Ha- I don't have. Feel- I don't have Batista, but the rest of that rotate that bullpen is very strong, and Kimbrel can close it out. So the question for me is, I'm going to take uh, Gunnar Henderson, but do I put him in at shortstop or do I put him in at third base? It's up to you because he's utility. Let's do shortstop. Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson. Because uh, Jackson Holiday is getting a lot of looks at second base in spring training, so... Henderson may be slotted in as the shortstop or at third base. He can play both, and he can play both pretty well. Yeah. I think they might want to stick him at short for now. All righty. You know what we'll do is we'll have each of us go pick first twice in a row. So I went first, I went first, you went first, and you'll pick first again. This next spin of the wheel. We're figuring it out on the fly. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. The Nationals. Oh, that's uh oof. Who that's the heck hard. are on the Nationals? <laughs> that is not. Oh, uh, there's only like one guy I would even consider. Let me look at their roster from last year. Who do they still have? Oh my gosh, what an awful. <laughs> oh no. It's not um, great. No, you know what? I'll take Lane Thomas in right field. He had a good year. I'll take Lane Thomas. Oh, (laughs) what an awful roster they had last year. And it's not much better this year. Now that's a tough one. I am going to go with CJ Abrams at second base. He was their most valuable position player by war, according to baseball reference in 2023. Man, in the past, we would have, one of us would have selected Joey Gallo. Nope, not anymore. Sheesh. All righty. Next spin. Our very own Colorado Rockies. And it is my turn to go first. Ooh, mm-hmm. I gotta go with Nolan Jones. No, oh, but you have a left fielder. I'll put him in right. Yeah, we'll accept it. We'll accept it. Um, for me, um, dang, I didn't leave myself with many good options. Um. This you know not, what? This has not been a great set of spins. No, why are we getting these weird teams? I want some. You know what? No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ezekiel Tovar at short. Okay. I thought about Chuck at DH, but I'm like, no. I want to leave my options open. I should have gone Doyle center field, but. The only no. really good team we've gotten so far is the Astros. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next team. Oh, my God. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> the Colorado Rockies, baby. No. 
gosh dang it. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Oh boy. Uh... Oh boy. <laughs> oh, it's me. It's my turn to go first, isn't it? Uh, um, sure. Yeah, because you did the. Wait, no. No, is it you again? If we're if we're going two two, yeah, it's then you. it's my turn again. But yeah, if you want to switch to one, no, one, no, no, we can. we're good. You good? You can go. Oh, this is a this is a tough one. I guess I'm going to go with catcher Elias Diaz. Elias Diaz. Um, jeez, oh, I guess. <laughs> It's the thinking of what's coming in the future of other teams, potentially. Um, okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the outfield anymore. Um, you know what? Let's go Ryan McMahon at third base. All righty. Next spin. This Give time you'll go first. That's why I went with catcher because, you know, they're the Padres. You're unlikely for catchers to get one who's like, all right, this is a really, truly incredible catcher. And Elias Diaz is a good catcher. Why? Why did I take Ryan McMahon at third base? Can we slot anybody in at DH for a hitter? Yes. Any hitter. Okay. Do I want Manny Machado or Fernando Tatis Jr.? Because Tatis is a right fielder. Yes. So I can't slot him in over there because Lane Thomas, I believe, is a right fielder. I might have to double check that. And you know who you can't use anymore is Juan Soto. I know, loser. Juan Soto. Uh, let me do some. Yeah, Lane Thomas was right field last year. Um, You know what? Let's take old... Because I don't know the rest of their team. Oh man, I'm, I need outfielders. Uh, let's put in Manny Machado as my DH. Then I'm going to take Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, and put him in the outfield. Where? Am I full on outfield? You just have center field open. Oh. Who did I pick? Nolan Jones and. Nolan Jones in right, Christian Yelich is in left. Ah, jeez. Ah, jeez. You have first base, third base, center field. And the pitching stuff. Ah, jeepers. Um, Ah, jeez. Ah, gosh. Let me take the rotation. Let's go Padres. Because even without Blake Snell, they still have a pretty good rotation. Mm Mm-hmm. And wouldn't have been bad either. All right. Next. Minnesota. All right. The Minnesota Twins. Ooh. Is it me going first? Yes. I'm taking the Twins starting rotation. Then I will take the Twins bullpen. Ooh. Pitching. Anchored by uh, Joanne Duran. 
and because mm, I th- throw some just absolutely filthy stuff. All righty. Now it's you. So we try to wrap this episode up. The Guardians. Yeah, ignore ignore what it says on the screen. That's not that's not what they're called anymore. Uh, I have third base open. Let's go, Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. This would have been a good one to take the rotation. Um, I will take Josh Naylor at first base. It's a solid pick. I just need two outfielders. No! <laughs> Gosh dang it. Uh, who do I have open still? Do you have first base and center field? Ugh. Jeez, I don't even know who played. Apparently some guy named Joey Weimer was the full-time center fielder for the <laughs> Brewers last year. I'm looking up their forty, their current forty man, <laughs> their current forty man. Uh, I'll do Reese Hoskins for first base. Reese Hoskins. Uh, dang you, Jackson Chirio! Chir- what can't you have played yet? Chirio. Yeah. Oh gosh, you didn't leave me many options here. I mean, the Brewers didn't leave you any options. <laughs> let's 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 not blame me. <laughs> no, it's your fault. I gotta look up who even played on the team who had a decent year, um, or even played who played left or center field. Brewers, Baseball Reference. Um, man, remember when the Brewers used to be really competitive? Somehow they were competitive last year, but I think most of that's pitching. Yeah. Uh, Sal Freelich. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I'll just... What positions did Sal Freelich play? Let me look at his standard fielding. All right. Well, I can stick him anywhere. I'll he put, put a, Sal... He put up one... He, uh, Sal Freelich is right field for the most part, though he did play center. Yeah, I'll put South Freelick in center field. Alrighty. And I think we are on the last round after this. Yes. We're both looking for an outfielder. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Ooh, no. The Texas Rangers. I need a center fielder, and I'm going to go with Evan Carter. Nice. Actually, is it my turn to pick first? Uh, yes. Cool. Then I'm going with Evan Carter. Evan Carter. And then for me, I need a left fielder. Gross. They had Travis Jankowski. Can I take Adolis Garcia? I mean... I don't see why not. He's played all outfield positions. Corner outfielder. Uh, he did not play left in um, in twenty twenty three, but he played both no. right and center field. No, but I, I think you would. Fielder. I think you would be totally fine to put Adolis Garcia in right field or left field. It's on the resume. He's a corner outfielder. 
mostly yes. these days. He's it's, primarily a right fielder, but well, who's your who's your left fielder right now, or who's your right fielder? Lane Thomas. Lane can play left. Either way, I'll swap them. Either way, they work. Corner outfielders. Alrighty. All right. Here's the final lineups for Evan. Catcher, Elias Diaz. Reese Hoskins, first base. CJ Abrams at second base. Gunnar Henderson, shortstop. Jose Ramirez, third base. Christian Yelich, left field. Evan Carter, center. Nolan Jones, right. Jordan Alvarez, his DH. Rotation is the Padres. And your bullpen is the Twins. On my end, I have William Contreras, catcher. Josh Naylor, first base. Jose Altuve, second. Ezekiel Tovar, shortstop. Ryan McMahon, third base. Lane Thomas, left field. Sal Freelich, center field. Uh, Adolis Garcia, right field. Manny Machado, DH. I have the Padre, or the Twins as my rotation and the Orioles bullpen. That know, wheel did not are, do us any favors. It really didn't, but honestly, I think both of those are fairly solid lineups. Uh, what I would love to do at some point is sit down and see how much uh, how much war each team is worth. <laughs> yeah, but not too shabby. I may have to plug these into the show. See what I can get from it. I kind of wish I had taken Adolis Garcia from you, but I just I needed a center fielder, and Evan Carter was right there. Mm-hmm. But. You know, let us know in the comments uh, who you come up with. I'll put a link to the spinny wheel in the uh, in the episode up on purplerow.com. Um, you know, we might do something like this again sometime or revisit our uh, teams that we picked um, or even potentially, you know, we could redraft once uh, opening day 26 man rosters are set. Mm-hmm. But I figured this would be a fun way to do kind of a fantasy draft style thing in this last week before spring training really gets underway. Um so, you know, I hope you all enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, even mm-hmm. though we got the Rockies and the Brewers twice. Yeesh. The wheel didn't do us any favors. But I think we came away with okay lineups. Not too shabby. Uh, but that's going to do it here this week on episode 99 of Affected by Altitude. Next week is episode 100. Can you believe that we've been doing this for 100 episodes? Yes, I can. Um, so we'll hopefully have some fun stuff for you um, next week. Thank you so much for listening. Skyler, where can the folks find you at? You can find me on Twitter's at sideline underscore crowd and writing Wednesday rock piles for purplerow.com and writing uh, articles for fansforsports.com. And you can find me on the tweeters and the threads at Evan underscore Lang 27 and over on Blue Sky at Evan Lang 27.bsky.social. Blue Sky is now open to the public so anyone can sign up for an account. So if you do, I hope you follow me over there. You can also catch me on Purple Row writing the Thursday rock piles, though I am potentially switching to Mondays once the season starts. Uh, and you can always follow us here on Rocky Mountain Rooftop on both YouTube and Twitter at Rocky Mountain Rooftop. That's at R-O-C-K-Y-M-T-N Rooftop. You can also follow us on Instagram. We're trying to be a little bit more active over there. But thank you so much for for watching and listening, as always, for helping us get to 99 episodes. And we will see you next week for episode 100. Skylar, hit him with it. Farewell.
I don't have something funny to say. <laughs>